I'm Victoria Doherty, and welcome to the cold. Cold is the way revenge is best served, the way a war was fought, and the way a story should be told. And this week in the cold, we have something of a story, but it's really more of a list. It's my quirky and at times misty-eyed scroll of various people, places, and things I'm grateful for in my life. Um, This has become something of an event on my cold blog, and I've been doing it year after year. It started when I wrote this simple letter of thanks to my writing colleagues a few years back, and well, it, it just sort of escalated from there. I usually write the post for my blog and and this year, you know, for this podcast over a period of days because I want to make sure that I don't miss any of the stuff that I'm glad for. Sometimes it's even taken me a few weeks and taking my time about it also extends the glow of feeling gratitude. It, It extends it over a nice longer stretch and lets me really savor it. There is this genuine high in taking an inventory of your life and celebrating its virtues. It's why I love Thanksgiving so much. It makes us better people and it's worth keeping for that reason alone. So, my fellow Thanksgivers, here goes. Whether you are celebrating an American Thanksgiving or not, I think this is worth doing. My dog's breath. I think I have to go with that first. I love it. Namely, because it's very sweet for a dog. You might hear him kind of grumbling and snorting next to me because he's, he's right here sleeping next to me. So that's Barney. And this good boy keeps secrets and tells no lies. He's too good for us, really. And the love he's brought to our family has been nothing short of a marvel. Oh, I love those cold, rainy Sundays. The ones where we decide to skip Sunday school and let the kids sleep in. That is a wonderful indulgence, even if we feel the tiniest guilty about it, um, especially given our spotty record for showing up to church. So maybe on second thought, I shouldn't be quite so grateful for rainy Sundays, but I can't help it. I'm definitely definitely grateful for snowstorms that make our whole family gather around our ancient wood-burning stove to keep warm. The electricity goes out for a few hours and, and it forces us to huddle together in our living room the way people used to before technology made each man an island. And I'm enchanted by the hot, damp faces of feverish children It's been a few years since I've seen those. And I relish great horror movies, too. And isn't it an otherworldly thrill when the wind howls? I always feel like it's trying to tell me a long-forgotten tale of love and loss. And I bet Boris Pasternak was listening to the wind when he got the idea for Dr. Zhivago which is one of my favorite films and I like to watch 
every year around Christmas time. But if you think about Dr. Zhivago, and you think about the wind, I mean, the way it must have made Pasternak's windows shudder, and he could hear the creepy pitter of nuts and twigs as they blew across his roof. I mean, that is just the perfect background percussion to Laura's theme. <laughs> and even though part of me can't wait to fix up the exterior of our old weather-worn home the way we have fixed up the interior, I do have a certain fondness for the peeling paint that makes it look like the Adams family are our close cousins. The truth is, as much as it would be nice to see the fabulous old crone we live in dressed up like she's going to the, to the theater, I'm grateful for her every scar and imperfection. To me, it's evidence of some 200 years of providing shelter to ragtag bands of Virginians, soldiers, musicians, spinsters, hobos, railroad engineers, and us. And I am ever so grateful when my daughters fight and make up after the insults have been hurled along with the slaps and scratches at times. It's, it's good to see them still red-faced from an angry cry. Sit down to design a house together on Minecraft or do each other's makeup. Merci beaucoup for that, mon chers. And planning a Thanksgiving meal is ever so satisfying, too. It's much better than actually cooking the meal, although eating it is the best. And speaking of holidays, I feel a lot of gratitude for the charms of this season. I giggle at my husband's cranky, bah humbug attitude towards Christmas, as well as my middle daughter's iron determination to gussy up our house and fill it with holiday cheer, regardless of what her dad thinks about it. And my mom's check Christmas cookies, which she used to make every year, are little works of art. And our Christmas Eve ritual of going out for a decadent lunch of chili dogs and root beer floats is nothing short of divine and makes me say ho, ho, ho. Lady Gaga, Rihanna, and Doja Cat. Turn my morning commute to and from my girls' schools into a lollapalooza of car karaoke. And every South Park episode is a miracle. And, oh, and the bumblebee bat, which is the smallest bat in the world and the cutest thing on the planet. I just saw a picture of it. Someone posted it, I think, on Twitter, and I was just charmed by it because it is proof of a loving God. Sunflowers, lilacs, busts of America's founding fathers, the gorgeous and nightmarish paintings of Goya, and the mod fashions of pre-revolutionary Tehran that looked like they were straight out of swinging London in the 1960s. 
All of these things make me wistful, inspired, and beholden to the powers that be for making me human at this particular date and time. I love and am so thankful for elegance, the belief in things we can't prove or explain, and abandoned spaces, the moss that grows on the red brick walkway leading up to our front door. I love talking art instead of politics and rising to the occasion, especially when it's hard. And the Victrola our son gave us last Christmas. It sounds so great in a big room full of books and emboldens us to add a few more nicks to our pine wood floors as we just get up and dance. Mm. And the sublime first few weeks of a bad habit. Those are halcyon days. How about live music on a Friday night? That and belly dancers. The way their hands move like calligraphy and their hips burr like a drum solo. Oh, and let's not forget 1970s Playboy magazines. Okay, there's a story to this. My older brothers inherited our uncle, Nick's uncle in quotations, dirty magazine collection when we were kids. And from that day on, Playboy dominated our imaginations. I mean, not only was it a celebration of real breasts and faded jean shorts, but of smart thinking and great writing. Ruald Dahl, Jack Kerouac, Margaret Atwood, Yes, The Handmaid's Tale author, Ursula Lagoon, Vladimir Nabokov, and Gabriel Garcia Marquez all wrote for Playboy. It is not an exaggeration on my part to say that Playboy was not only responsible for a certain part of my sexual awakening, but for a literary arousal within me as well. And how many things can you say that about? Candelabras are holy, as is visiting family and friends in good old St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm also grateful, or should I say much obliged, at the mere existence of Texans. I've never met one I didn't like. Maybe it's the fact that in my humble experience, they're the type who take the time to offer kind words. I mean, a lot of people think it's think nice things and, and don't voice them, and some don't even think them. And, you know, every time I've met a Texan or been to Texas, which admittedly I haven't been to Texas that many times, but I've noticed how the folks there have the grace and manners to tell a middle-aged woman that she's looking fine or a young woman that she's whip smart and has a hell of a sense of humor. And I think that's worthy of gratitude. So... So in that spirit, I want to thank all of you, friends and listeners, people who have started to make cold a part of their lives. Thank you for your kind words and generous thoughts. You are all honorary Texans in that regard. And thank you for being a part of my life in ways big and small. 
You are the best. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>